What is going on? I want to welcome you to an emergency session from Half Court. I, of course, am your host, Sean Murphy. And today, joining me in, in, in this emergency situation is Chris Novlet. Chris, how you doing, man? Good, Sean. Glad to be back, man. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, uh, so this is a weird place to announce it because we have we have big news to get to. But I guess the first piece we could talk about is some positive news before we get to my depression. But um, <laughs> you're going to be on this podcast every other week. Yeah. Yep. I'm looking forward to that, man. Really looking forward to it. I had a really fun time. Uh, first time we recorded and happy to be back. Man, I, I want to talk to your management because I wonder what they what they said to you about all this that, that made you say, hey, let's keep signing up. Let's do it every other week. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> got to get my name out there somehow, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. And, uh, and I guess this is one way to do it. But enough about all that. We have some basketball to get to. Of course, uh, this is an emergency session here from Half Court. Uh, if you're listening to this, it is Monday night. We have a regular episode posting tomorrow, but I would be remiss if we didn't talk about the big news that happened today. Two pieces of big news, actually. Uh, so they, they both have to do with uh, what will now be former Pistons and uh, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond both reached agreements with their respective teams, Blake with the Pistons and Andre with the Cavaliers, that they are going to be moving on. They're not going to be in the lineup with their respective teams, and they're going to be looking at markets for both of them as for what's available. Um, it's looking like they're both going to be buyout market candidates, I would say. Um, I think Andre is going to have more of a market than Blake Griffin, but I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Chris, you didn't really hear a whole lot about this before we started recording. I'm curious to know what's your gut reaction. Yeah, so like you said, I didn't really hear a whole lot about it. I saw some stuff on Twitter. Didn't really, I mean, I just saw, you know, Andre's and Blake's pictures and said breaking news. That's pretty much what I saw on Twitter. Right. And then scroll scroll past it. But um, I think for, especially for Blake, that you look at his stats last year and then coming into this year and like he just he wasn't there it wasn't it and right so i think it was he just his heart wasn't in it he wasn't ready to play so it's like all right we're just gonna reach this agreement i'm out let me go find a team where i'm gonna you know contend you know whatever conference you're in let me let me contend in this uh try and go get a championship now andre right. on the other hand i'm iffy on him I am very iffy on, on Andre Drummond. I don't know I if like it's your word ego cho- thing. I, I like your word choice. I like your word choice of iffy. I like it. Yeah. Because that's, that's, yeah. that's a very nice way to put it. Very yeah. nice. I don't know if it's an ego thing because, like we kind of talked about earlier a little bit with Jared Allen being there. He's just like, I ain't going to get no PT. I'm not I'm not going to stay. I'm not getting any playing time. I'm out. It's like, it's like right. you're still going to get your – you're still going to get your minutes. You're still going to get your numbers. Like, don't just bail because you're like another big comes in. You know what I mean? That's just like, come on. Right. Right. So I, I, I feel pretty similar things. So with Detroit, you know, with Blake and everything, obviously, 
he did not have the best start to this season, but I think if you've watched in games that he was very actively interested in, that he played really well. Um, yeah. He in our in our victory against the Lakers, he had his best game of the year for sure. And mm-hmm. even a, a week ago, um, you know, he's he's had flashes and quarters where he's he's moved in ways I haven't seen him move in a couple years. And so we know that it's there. I think with Blake, it's going to be one of those things where he can go to a contender and he can give them production but in bursts in shorter windows and so i think if you're looking at it at some teams like you know who's to say like a team like a boston celtics or you know a team that's always looking for guys the los angeles lakers or even a reuniting los angeles clippers would say hey we can bring him in on a minimum contract bring him in for the rest of the year see what he can do can he contribute off the bench? If, if he's a guy that, that's willing to come off the bench and to try and give you some consistent scoring from that, from that six-man role, I think that'd be perfect because I think he very much can go out there and still give you, give you buckets and also facilitate the offense too. He's still been pretty efficient. He still is a good player. He's just, he's just not the same guy. Um, Andre, on the other hand, I think this is like rock bottom 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is um, – so to start, Cleveland trades for you last year, right? Uh, Chris, do you know what, what that pack, that trade package entailed? I do not. I know it was – because I remember me and you talking about that. I know it was a monster trade though, but I, I don't remember what it, what it was. So you would think it was a monster trade. Um, but in reality, Andre Drummond was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers in exchange for John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a second round pick. Okay, so no, that it wasn't. was the re- no, it was <laughs> <laughs> it was monstrous how low the value was. Um, but the, the really the reason why Detroit wanted to trade him was for the reality that Andre would pick up his player option, which he ended up doing, and now Cleveland having to pay that man $28 million this year. Detroit was not in the business to do that. So now you have a guy in Andre Drummond who is in his late 20s, who uh, saw himself as one of the best bigs in this league, and now is going to be in a situation where he's probably going to be on a buyout and he's probably going to go to a contender and they're going to tell him, we just want you to protect the rim, rebound the ball, and catch alley-oops. That is it. Will he commit to that kind of role? I don't know. I think he's one of the mentally weakest players uh, we have seen in this game in a long time. Uh, not to sh- you know, not to bash the guy completely because you know he did work hard in Detroit when he wanted to, but that's the thing he didn't always want to. So yeah. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what he does. And I, I I think when I when I say both of these situations, I look at it as the tale of two guys. Right? You have Blake who is getting this because he's worked his tail off for Detroit and they want to do right by him. Cleveland has had enough and they want him out <laughs> because they want to give more room for Jared Allen to play. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's just interesting to me that both of these moves happened on the same day 
or they were both announced on the same day because of the fact that just a year ago, the Detroit Pistons firmly believed that they could build around those two guys and build a playoff contender in that team. Now, just one season, one season later, there are two contenders on the buyout market. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds of that? And that is <laughs> it's like pretty high, to be honest, because they, they shouldn't have been well, seen as guys that could build yeah. a playoff. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Too soon. Um, but, you know, yeah. it's okay. I'm, I'm used to the pain. But when <laughs> when looking at this this kind of thing, I'm just interested to see what both sides do because, man, um, you know, for Blake – I think this is a good thing. I'm sad about it. He, um, in his 2018-2019 season, when he brought us to the playoffs, when he was playing on a on a torn right meniscus, I believe, and he had to have arthroscopic knee surgery, um, the guy literally gave the last of his like prime years of basketball for us to go to the playoffs, and now he's in this situation. And, you know, and then you go over to a guy like Andre and it was always, you're not giving enough. We need to get you out of here so that we can move on as a franchise. And now Cleveland's like, yeah, we kind of need to get you out of here too for the exact same thing. What do you think this says about where the NBA is going? And what do you think this says about big men as a whole? Um, I think... I'll start with your question um, on big men as a whole. And we kind of talked about right. this on the last episode I was on because it was strictly about big men. And Great episode, by the way. Go give it a listen if you haven't. Yeah, it was great. I'll plug that too. But um, I think that you do have to have good big men, but they have to, they have, to have more of a Jokic, Embiid play style, right? Because... Yeah, a lot of guards are getting their minutes, and a lot of the gu- it's a guards it's a guards game. Let's be honest; they want to run and gun, shoot threes, mm-hmm. throw lobs, stuff like that. Yep. So, I think big men. I don't want to say they're slowly dying out of the league because they never will, but right. they they will not get the for the most part get the recognition that the guards get unless you're right. like a major superstar, like you know Jokic or Embiid or Anthony Davis, or, right? Something like that. Um, but I also think it shows for the NBA as a whole right now, if I'm a GM, there's two sides. If I'm a GM and I'm going after Blake Griffin, he wants to go to a team where he just he wants to win. And so I think, honestly, he'll take a contract, honestly, a lot less than probably what he's worth, to be right. honest, because he wants to win. Now, Drummond, yep. on the other hand, I don't think he's going to want max money, and he's played – a lot of teams don't want him though because of his attitude because he whines. Right. <laughs> People yep. just don't want him because of his attitude. So there is both sides of it. You're going to have guys who want to win and they're going to have guys who just, they want their money and are soft. Right. So I could see, and I'm going to use the same player for both of these scenarios, but I'm going to break them down two different ways. I think it'll make sense. So stick with me here. I mm. think you're either going to get the Dwight Howard of last year or the Dwight Howard of the six or seven years leading up to last year where, (laughs) (laughs) where you have a guy who has so much talent, so much potential, 
but just for some reason doesn't apply it in the way that he should. I think I think Dwight Howard was very gifted in very specific areas, and once the game as a whole kind of blew by him, and it wasn't really as much about having that dominant big man, um, mm-hmm. he didn't adjust accordingly, and so his value just 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 plummeted, right? Um, yeah. And then um, he was just on all these terrible teams, just year after year, you know, whether it was um, his time with the Rockets, you know, that happened. He played for the Hawks, and then he <laughs> played for the he played for the Wizards at one point, I believe. Um, he was traded to Memphis, but never even played for Memphis. They bought him out. Um, he just had all these different stops where he didn't have any value because of the fact that he just, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't contribute in the way that they wanted him to. Wasn't he in Charlotte at some point too? Wasn't he on the Hornets? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Of course he was. Yep. Yeah. Pick. I can't wait to watch Andre go catch lobs and get rebounds for them next year. That's going to be a time. Uh, can't wait to watch them blow the rest of their cap space on Andre Drummond. <laughs> Listen back to this and we'll talk about we'll how see. I'm right. You yep. heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, or he could be like the Dwight Howard of last year where he finally gave in. <laughs> he finally acknowledged where he was at. Sure. He's not the same player now that he was, but, he was pretty effective in L.A., and as a result of it, he got himself a ring. Now yeah. he, now he's in Philly. He's playing a similar role. He's playing good minutes for them, too. Um, but I think, ultimately, that's kind of... I, I think what this says about the value of the big man in this league is, like you said, there's kind of, there's kind of two types, right? You have either the guys up here up at the top, the stars. And I think that only attributes to Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis, and maybe Bam Adebayo. And then you have literally everyone else. (laughs) And there is no in between. You have to be a special big that can affect the game in so many ways in order for you to have value. Mm-hmm. And because if you don't, you're just a guy. Yeah, you're getting traded around. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, like Dwight Howard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why teams like the Pistons are perfectly comfortable during this rebuild having Mason Plumley at the big instead of Andre Drummond for, for three years, $24 million, because way cheaper, and he's pretty much affecting the game almost the exact same amount. Yeah. Plumlee, he kind of reminds me of like a Sabonis, kind of like what we talked about the other day. Mm-hmm. He can go out and get, you know, he'll get his numbers for sure. He's going to give you a double-double. Got a triple-double last night. I would say maybe even triple-double like, <laughs> like he did last night. So um, sometimes, I mean, you know, those role players, I mean, you can't have a team full of them. But the bigs, you know, it's if you can get them on a lower contract, because right. like I said, they're almost all – the same if you if you're a starting big unless you're like those three or four i would say pretty much most of the bigs are pretty equal yeah in talent for sure and stat numbers for sure so you know if you can get one on a, a smaller contract it's not a bad not a bad deal no not at all and so where they go from here you know with blake i think this is a moment where 
he gets what he deserves in the sense of, you know, he is a hardworking guy. Um, he didn't ask to be traded to Detroit. Even now, I don't even see him as, as begging to get out of Detroit. I just see this as yeah. saying, hey, I think we both know that, that I'm not here long term. Let's figure something out. I think this is very similar to a Matthew Stafford Detroit Lions situation where the writing's in the stars. Yeah, it's like, let, let's not waste our time here. Yep. <laughs> let's just and, get and, it over yep, with. Yep, and I think we can say that Andre Drummond is also getting what he deserves. And I don't say that in a way that he deserves bad things, not at all. But I think what this is is a is a wake-up call. This is This is saying, hey – do you want to stay in this league? Do you want to continue to play in this league? Because if you have teams like Cleveland Caval like the Cleveland Cavaliers who are saying, you know what, we're just gonna we're just gonna cut ties here. Um, we're gonna we're willing to just buy you out and just not get anything in return. Time to show up, man. Yeah, exactly. That that's all it is, is like just saying, All right, we know you can produce. Like, because he can, he'll go and get you 20 and 15 or 20, mm-hmm. you know, 20. Yep. Like, it's nothing, you know, out of the ordinary for him to do that. Yep. But the thing is, it's just like, are you going to show up and be a real teammate? Not just a player, but are you actually going to produce for the whole team and not just, you know, go out and get your, your 20 and 15? Right. And that's what, you know, I think is the difference between him and Blake. Blake wants to, Blake wants to win. He'll go get his numbers, but he is also going to, you know, give it all out there. Right. 100%. And um, I'm going to I'm going to close this on a on a tweet that I saw um, earlier today. And I think this perfectly describes the Andre Drummond situation. And it says, I will go back to what an NBA advanced scout who I gratefully respect told me of Andre Drummond. He can get you 30 and 20. And have no impact on the game. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, pretty pretty uh, blatant and true. If uh, if that's not one of the most damning things you can say about a player, I yeah. don't know what is. Yeah. But but on that note, this has been our emergency session from half court. Chris, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thanks again, Sean. Anytime. Yeah, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Chris Noblet three, and you can catch his podcast coming out soon. Stay tuned for announcements on that. But this has been from Half Court episode with Nick Henkel goes up tomorrow at nine a.m. I will see you from Half Court. 